Proverbs 31 is a beautiful portion of Scripture. Actually, it's divided into two sections. A godly mother's counsel in verses 1 through 9. And then secondly, a godly mother's character in verses 10 through 31. I am already going to give you the key to the chapter. We'll conclude by focusing on this. But the key to the chapter, the key to the godly mother's character is found in verse 31 where it says, uh, pardon me, it's verse 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And uh, the fact that this woman fears the Lord, who is described here, allows her to have that character, to have that uh, position in her life experience as one who belongs to the Lord. It is a beautiful, beautiful chapter. And uh, this is a Sunday where we're asked as Americans, and uh, actually Mother's Day is celebrated in other other countries as well, uh, to give thanks to God uh, for our moms and for our wives. And uh, this passage certainly is uh, very appropriate for today. Uh, I like what Bible commentary writer Matthew Henry said, and uh, this is good. It gives us perspective on our wives. It gives us perspective on how women should be treated. Matthew Henry said it this way, The woman was formed out of man, not out of his head, to rule over him, not out of his feet, to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side, to be his equal. From beneath his arm, to be protected, and from near his heart to be loved. Very true. Very well stated. The, the uh, woman that's described in Proverbs 31 is a woman who has a unique relationship with God and who is dearly loved by her husband. Again, the key verse regards to the fact in verse 30 where it states, She fears the Lord. You will remember, uh, and we're going to talk about this again, that the book of Proverbs begins by talking about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is that reverence for the Lord. It's that respect for God. It's that acknowledging who he is and all his greatness. The book begins by encouraging us to fear the Lord. But how interesting. A book that's written by Solomon where he's giving a lot of instruction to his son. But all the way at the end of Proverbs... (laughs) You see that the Holy Spirit guides the writers of Proverbs to talk about a woman who understood what it meant to fear the Lord. We'll be looking at this. Now, a lot of times people um, will and well to do focus on verses 10 and following, but sometimes the first part of Proverbs 31 is missed, and that's the section that we could call a godly mother's counsel. Uh, How important it is for us as parents to counsel our children. And it's not always easy. In fact, with regards to a lot of the issues of today, uh, we, we really need discernment as parents. Uh, we need wisdom from above. And, of course, you know that verse in chapter 2 of Proverbs where it says, the Lord gives wisdom. We'll be talking about this as well again. 
But uh, you'll notice in this section, this first section, verses 1 through 9, whom she taught and what she taught. This is usually, again, not handled with regards to uh, the um, virtuous woman, the virtuous mother, the virtuous wife. First of all, whom she taught in verses 1 and 2. Well, she taught her son, King Lemuel. Now, really... Uh, you study Bible background, and there's not much known about this King Lemuel. Some people feel it was another name for Solomon. I don't. Uh, I looked at a little bit of background on it, and uh, it's a king about uh, we, we know very little about, and I don't even believe that he's linked to uh, uh, the Jewish line. He may be, uh, but I don't, I'm not sure of that. Uh, in other words, I'm saying by that he may not be a Jewish king. But the instruction in verses 2 through 9 was addressed to King Lemuel by, Lemuel by his mother. Notice again verse 1. The words of King Lemuel, the utterance which his mother taught him. See, as moms, you know that you have responsibility to teach your children. Now, these are not easy subjects. <laughs> these are not easy subjects that she taught her son, who was a king. Uh, the negative in verses 3 through 7, she says in verse 3, Do not give your strength to women, nor your ways to that which destroys kings. And actually what she's doing, she's warning King Lemuel about adultery. That's what she's doing. Do not give your strength to women. She warned him that adultery has a debilitating effect upon the body and the mind. And when it comes to kings can really affect their ability to have good judgment when they're supposed to have good judgment. Uh, adultery is a terrible thing. And uh, people do fall into the trap of adultery. And uh, there's much warning in the book of Proverbs. Um, I still enjoy hearing men like um, Governor Huckabee who said, I read a proverb every day. 30 Proverbs, 30 days in a month, 31 Proverbs. Uh, it's a good habit to get into. I heard him say it. Maybe you have too. I read a proverb every day. Proverbs warns against adultery. You say, I told you it was heavy-duty subjects that she taught her son. Uh, in Proverbs, there, there are many warnings. In fact, I'll tell you the chapters. Chapter 2, chapter 5, chapter 22... Um, there's all kinds of warnings against adultery. And um, men, but women as well, uh, need to be very cautious with regards to this subject. Um, in 626 of Proverbs, it reads, Sleeping with another man's wife may cost you your very life. In fact, in 722, it says this, He went after her, another woman, as an ox goes to the slaughter. Now that's very heavy duty. In fact, there's a man who used to attend our fellowship who told me within the past two years that he had a relative who was choosing to commit adultery. And uh, he said, I counseled him over the phone. And I told him, you know, my friend, you're just like an ox going to the slaughter. And then I'll tell you what he said to me. The one who did the counseling... He said he didn't listen to me. So I guess he went to the slaughter. Very sad. She also warned him about 
intoxicating drink. Oh, boy. How parents need to counsel their children. Be very specific with regards to drugs and alcohol. There's much counsel in the Bible with regards to this in Proverbs. I'm not going to take the time. Chapter 20, verse 1. Chapter 23, 20 to 21. Chapter uh, verses 29 to 25. In other words, these things are mentioned. And again, she's talking about the danger of drunkenness to a king because it may cloud his ability to judge others properly. The third area of counsel is with regards to justice. 31, 8, and 9. Open your mouth for the speechless in the cause of all who are appointed to die. Open your mouth and judge righteously and plead the cause of the poor and the needy. She's telling her son, you need to judge fairly. You need to have the right position on pro-life or pro-choice. God's pro-life. Very interesting. Things that need to be clearly communicated. Mom's your counselors. And you need to get your counsel from God. You need to have good things from the Word of God ready to give. Uh, to encourage, not preach at. I'm not talking about preaching at people. I'm talking about encourage them. This is what God likes to see in your life. Now, quickly, uh, we want to look at this section, verses 10 through 31, and we see that the description of the ideal wife or the noble wife uh, is given very clearly. In fact, it's a poem, and it's in an acrostic form. Now, sometimes people say, why are things given in an acrostic form in the Bible? Uh, We'll mention this twice. They're given in order to allow people to memorize that which is given. You see, back in the day when Proverbs was written, they didn't have the printing presses that we have today. They didn't have, have the copies of the scriptures. So much scripture was communicated verbally and passed on from parents to children. So this acrostic was in written form, but there weren't a lot of copies of it, okay? So what do you mean by acrostic? Well, here in Proverbs 31, the first words of the 22 verses all begin with successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Just like each section in the book of Proverbs, and some of you will see that in your Bible, each section in Proverbs uh, takes a letter from the alphabet, Hebrew alphabet. Now, our alphabet goes A, B, C, D. And the Hebrew alphabet goes... Thank you, Wes. That was I was going to put Bob Graff on the spot for that. I don't want to do that on Mother's Day. But I know Bob knows the Hebrew alphabet very well. It's Aleph, Beit, Gimel, Daleth, Heif, Vav, Zion, Heif, and... You see, this beautiful Proverbs 31 uh, is written that way. Again, why was it written that way? Why do you have the successive letters of the Hebrew alphabet? Because it would encourage parents to allow their children to know what God has said by the human writers of this is what you want to look for. So for the young men, this is what you want to look for in your wife. Things that are described in this chapter. Now, we'll talk about it. There's a lot in there. We'll talk about it. And I like what Warren Wiersbe did. If you just do some glancing at the text, 
Uh, Warren Wiersbe started just writing it out. See, we, we, don't, we won't take all the time to read the whole thing. Don read part of it for us. But uh, let's just let your eyes glance at the text. Verses 10 through 12, she's a woman of character. In verses 13 to 22, she's a woman who was not afraid to work hard. In verse 20, she's a generous person. In verse 23, she made it easy for her husband to do his work in the city gates. In verse 25, she is confident as she faces the future. In verse 27, she's an attentive overseer of her household. She knows what's going on in her household. In verse 26, she's a capable teacher of wisdom. And verses 28 and 29, she's certainly worthy of praise. And the key verse again, remember the key verse? She fears the Lord in verse 30. She gives reverence to God. She realized God is an awesome God who is watching over her and watching over her family. And so she goes to God and she says, Lord, I need wisdom. My child has a need or a concern here. Lord, I need wisdom from you. And and remember the strong counsel that the King Lemuel's mother gave to him? Beware of drinking. Beware of sexual immorality. I don't think King Lemuel said, I wonder uh, wonder what my mom taught me about this. He knew. He knew what she taught. Very interesting. Just a couple of observations as we continue on. Verse 11 again. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, and so he will have no lack of gain. Uh, he trusts her. Uh, and, and, and when you look at the whole chapter, you pull these things out, you see, and you see she's faithful to her wedding vows. Uh, she speaks well of her family. She handles money well. And you say, wow, boy, all these things. Uh, yeah, these things. <laughs> They're for men too. You know, we're, we're to be very careful of how we do things. Um, you'll notice it says concerning him, he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She assists her husband in every way. That's why she's worthy of praise. That's why the text says he praises her. Well, how does he do it? I'll tell you how he does it. When he's out with the other guys, he says, You know, my wife's been so good to me. She's good to me all the time. Every day she takes care of me. She's watching over my needs and my concerns. Verse 27, she watches over the ways of her household. And also, she has a servant spirit. And that comes out in verse 12. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She has a servant spirit. You can catch that. And, of course, the Lord Jesus said that we as his children were to be those who are ready to serve, ready to help others. Jesus said this very clearly in Matthew chapter 10 where he said whoever desires to be great among you let him be your servant whoever desires to be first among you let him be your servant or slave just as the son of man did not come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom now at the beginning of the chapter dropping back you'll notice the text says who can find a virtuous wife for her worth 
is far above rubies. This is not suggestion suggestion as you read it that you can't find one who's worthy of the praise and respect. It's saying that this type of a woman is rare. She's committed to her God and she's committed to her family and she's committed to her husband. And that's what the text is all about. You'll notice it says in 28 and 29, it says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband praises her. Stop. Bible has a lot to say about honor those to whom honor is due in the New Testament. There's more than one phrase just like that. Honor those to whom honor is due. And uh, God's encouraging us to when we see others who are helping us, when we see others who are encouraging us in our walk with the Lord, when we see others who are really doing their best to help us and our relationship to God and our relationship to other people, we should praise them. We really should praise them. Verbally, we should praise them. Again, her secret, the secret of the virtuous wife, is found in verse 30. This is the third time I'm mentioning it on purpose. Because she fears the Lord. She fears the Lord. What does it mean to fear the Lord? It means to give honor and to give respect and reverence to God. And out of that context of, ladies, when you fear the Lord, what's involved in that is is your desire to be so close to the Lord that you have the wisdom to do all these kind of things. Now you say, well, I'm not going to be somebody who sells things. I'm not going to be somebody who... But you want to be a woman who does the things that God wants you to do. So where do we get that enablement from? We get that enablement out of our relationship with the Lord. Now again, I have been amazed at reading down through this chapter. And I encourage you to do it again today. Women especially. Read down through Proverbs 31 and watch the fact that verse 30 is the key to the chapter. I found two more lists. Two more lists of this woman who is worthy of praise by her husband and by her children. Now listen to these things. These are interesting. She's not afraid of hard work. She has the respect of her husband. She has foresight to the future. She's an encourager. She takes care of others. She sees others around her who have need. And she says, how can I help? She has concern for the poor. She has wisdom in the area of finances and the family. Here's another list. This one's a little different. I like this one. The virtuous woman of Proverbs 31. (laughs) These are really stated interestingly. She's a manufacturer. She's an importer. She's a manager. She's a realtor. She does farm work. She's a seamstress. She's a merchant. Again, I repeat, because she gets her wisdom from the Lord. You know, there's two things that the fear of the Lord does for us, and this is interesting. 
This is a phrase that we want to always remember. Ends the book of Proverbs. The virtuous woman, she feared the Lord. What is the fear of the Lord? It's showing reverence, respect, desiring to draw near and to draw close to him. The fear of the Lord should involve two things for us. There are a lot of other things involved, but two things. Number one comes from Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. In other words, just as God hates sin, and please don't miss it, he doesn't hate the sinner. He hates sin. And uh, lots of times when we share the fact that we hate sin, some people, oh, you hate people. No, we don't hate anybody. We hate immorality. We hate adultery. But we don't hate those who are involved in that. No, no way. But you see, that gets clouded when you try to hold the biblical truth. Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. So as you develop and you get closer to God, it gets to the place where you know and you hear about sin, it really bothers you. Because the Lord said in Leviticus 19, Be holy, for I am holy. And we're not right, we're not self-righteous, but we want to live to please Him, don't we? And so, when you fear the Lord, you hate evil. So the two things are, when you're fearing the Lord, you hate evil and you develop a holiness in your life. You desire uh, to please the Lord. And it is amazing, it is amazing what the Lord does for you. There are about 30 things mentioned in the book of the Word of God. Actually, I was going to say the book of Proverbs, but they're expanded into Psalms as well. Results, rewards for those who fear the Lord. I'm going to just mention a few. First of all, there's friendship with God. Remember we said the virtuous woman, she fears the Lord. She's developed a growing intimacy with the Lord. She spends time every day talking to the Lord. And, and I realize any of us can get to the place where, you know, I didn't have my devotions today. I didn't read the Bible today. In fact, I didn't read the Bible for three days. Well, you know, as we grow in the Lord, the Holy Spirit kind of reminds us to maintain that fellowship with Him. So the first one is... Friendship with God. Psalm 25, 14. The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him. Remember when Jesus said to the disciples, I have called you friends? I, I think that kind of shocked them. I really do. Because they were just getting to the place where they understood Jesus was the Messiah, the, the, the Son of God, God the Son. And then when He sat there with the disciples and said, I have called you friends. Wow. He's our friend as well. So the fear of the Lord brings friendship with God. Secondly, it reveals truth to us. In other words, the more you draw close to the Lord, and especially moms who need wisdom from God, the closer you draw to the Lord, the more you see that God's going to reveal His truth to you. Psalm 25, 14 says, The friendship of the Lord is for those who fear Him, and He makes known to them. The truth of his covenant. The third one is provision for needs. The fear of the Lord. Fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no lack to those who fear him. It is amazing how the Lord supplies for us when we will just give him the love and the devotion that is due to him. A couple more. Wisdom. Psalm 111 verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. 
and a good understanding have all those who do his commandments. Number five, confidence in God and refuge for our children. Here's the point. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. When you draw closer to the Lord, and men, we as well, when we draw closer to the Lord, it's amazing the wisdom that God gives us and that ability to, remember the woman in the chapter, remember the first part of the chapter? She was a counselor. Tough subjects she handled, didn't she? Yes. Where did she get that wisdom? She got it from God. So likewise, we get wisdom from God as we fear the Lord, as we reverence Him. Confidence in God and refuge for our children. And that reference, by the way, is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 26. In the fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence and His children, your children, will have a refuge. The last one is, others will recognize, others will recognize that you have a relationship with God. There's something about it. If ever you've had someone come along and say to you, um, would you pray for me about this? That is a great sign. When a daughter asks a mother, or a mother asks someone else, or a a husband asks somebody else. When you as family members realize the need of prayer one for another, God's working in your life in a very, very special way. So we come out of this chapter and we say, Lord, help us to fear you in the proper sense of having respect and honor and devotion that you deserve. Let's pray together.